So it's a little crazy to think that uh, Kipo in the Age of Wonder Beasts has really only been with us for about a year, even less than. So as crazy as 2020 has been, what's this year kind of been like for the both of you bringing Kipo uh, to fans around the world? Oh man, it's a it, it's a weird mix of excitement to have Kipo come out mixed with the horror of life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what a whirlwind! <laughs> uh, I mean, we and we we uh, I guess we predicted the end of civilization would happen right. on October twenty third. <laughs> uh, and sorry about that, um, because it feels like uh, <laughs> that's been happening. <laughs> and maybe now we'll be a little. Maybe now with people, we'll be ready to handle it. Was this year kind of like, was it like a roller coaster for you guys? Or how would you kind of describe launching this thing? We've got all the episodes out now, and then you kind of have to, as far as we know, you kind of have to say goodbye to it at the end of the year here. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because when we sat down to make it, God, Bill, can you remember, like, how long ago was it? But we kind of made them all in a row. So we just sat down and made all 30, like, at once. So, like, we actually didn't know once we sent them off to Netflix, like, how they'd release it or, you know, right, um, or when. <laughs> For all we knew, they could have done one a year or, um, <laughs> I actually, I kind of liked that they did all in one year. I thought it was kind of fun to, to do the, the three drops in one year. I guess that kind of leads into my next question there. So unfortunately, like, as good as season three is and as good as the whole series was so far, it is also the end of the show. So I'm obviously, as a fan, a little bummed about that. So can you maybe talk about the plan? You guys said that you produced all 30 episodes, but you didn't know what the uh, what the release format was going to be. But did you always plan to have this this kind of like concise, contained story? Or were there opportunities to maybe explore a little further? We, we knew early on that we were going to be doing just 30 episodes. Uh, but we also, that, that in mind, wanted the edges to bleed beyond feel like the edges of this world go beyond what we see. Mm. So there's absolutely potential for, for more stories of which we both of us have talked about. Um, and uh, if we could find the right place for it, I mean, I think both of us would be more than thrilled to keep, keep telling the stories. But as for the story that we followed in 2020, we did want it to have a very satisfying ending. Uh, so people could walk away uh, feeling like they had really completed a journey. Uh, and that's, you know, like a, a, any book that has a great journey, you know, there's always a new book in that same universe that could, could, uh, open up new avenues. And I think there's plenty, <laughs> plenty of avenues where we could tell, yeah. tell stories. I mean, that, yeah, Netflix was always very clear with us. They were like, when you get to 30, that's, it's like a mini series is done, you know? It's not like if it does really well, we're going to order more. Just think of it like a movie or something. Um, so it wasn't like, oh, maybe it'll keep going, you know. So I'm sure in your minds, and Bill, I think you already kind of alluded to it, you obviously are coming up with more things you'd like to explore, more creative ideas. So can you maybe tease some of those things? What are some maybe parts of the story you'd like to expand or explore or dig into a little bit more? I mean, I, I've talked about this before, but I think it'd be cool to do like a wolf movie picking up when she's um, older, mm. like 15. Yeah, and set in that same kind of world, just uh, now that we know kind of how this conflict ended, maybe, you know, she finds herself in a different conflict. Mm -hmm. I, you know, one one chapter within the world that we told the story that I, I feel has big potential.
potential is Jamak uh, yeah. before he, he met Kipo and Wolf. He knew he knew Wolf vaguely before he had met Kipo, and I think there's uh, a whole story arc that that needs to be told inside his office building <laughs> that has a waterfall going through it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where was Jamak in his heyday with the with the Mod Fog <laughs> before he got drummed out? I'm very interested in that prequel story. <laughs> I gotta say, even the uh, the scene where we were going back with uh, Dave, uh, learning that there are a ton of Daves uh, previously. You know, he's the last, but there were a ton of Daves. We also got to see kind of the uh, the outfitting of the the mob frogs, which I thought was a nice kind of just little aside. That just you know these mutant frogs walking around, they're like, "That's a nice suit. I'm just gonna put that on." So little touches like that, I really loved uh, spending time with the EDM bees, uh, getting to meet the queen, all that kind of fun stuff. It just feels like. I don't know. It feels like you said the first book in a very, could be a very long series of books. So I would love to see more stories personally. Yeah. Um, you, you know, what would be fun too. would be to do like a, like a, just a Kipo feature. Absolutely. That'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Tales yes, of Arcade. Yes to that. Yeah. <laughs> yes to that. Have you guys talked about any potential ideas of what you would build that around? Uh, I mean, we've banged around a lot of ideas. The, the the great mutant outbreak is happening all around the world. There's mm. there's a lot more than just uh, just Las Vistas, uh, and that opens up also the chance for some really big feature level storytelling. That's a really good tease because you guys would get to go outside of uh, Las Vistas and get to explore some other you know notable cities around the world in uh, your signature post apocalyptic Technicolor style, which would be really fun to see too. <laughs> yeah. um, since we're talking spoilers a little bit, uh, Dr. Amelia, I wasn't 100% sure how you guys were going to wrap up <laughs> Dr. Amelia villain. I really like the way uh, that character kind of ended up. What do you think uh, What do you think the day-to-day -day life is like for Dr. Amelia now that um, her ultimate fate's kind of been decided? You know, it's, it's funny. We Even at one point, there was a scene where she was back in her old room where she grew up with it and there's like photos of her brother on the wall mm -hmm. and she she sees what she thinks is her brother coming towards her and mm -hmm. it's it's fungus <laughs> and in my mind that happened and she's just being tortured by the memories of her brother <laughs> for all of eternity <laughs> do you think for that character in some way or some future there's any kind of redemptive arc for her because you guys you kind of introduced maybe the possibility but every time kipo gave her a chance to come back to the right side she just kind of turned against it again do you think there's any potential out there for her to be redeemed what do you think though <laughs> i'm taking a long hard look at the world that we live in right yeah, now yeah. and and hoping that that there is redemption for uh intolerance and 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 fear but i don't see it yet yeah. um so i i feel like we need to see see how the you know how 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 that can happen in the world at large, and then maybe take another look at look at Amelia. Anything's possible, but uh, she does, you know, represent those big forces. And show, but she is uh, she is not a forward thinking voice. <laughs> yeah, I think if if she were going to be redeemed, uh, being forced to face her past and really reflect would be the way to do it so yeah I, I mean i could see a possibility of it 
So you're saying in the real world, if we just take some folks who need to be maybe rehabilitated and just kind of lock them up with a sentient <laughs> fungus for a while, we'll be okay. That's that's, yeah, that's, 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 our, that's our prescription for the world. Yeah, that's the takeaway. <laughs> the world. Exactly. Uh, on the positive side of, of everything in this show, uh, Karen Fukuhara throughout the entire series was an absolute joy. And the entirety of your, your cast is fantastic. So looking back, did you guys have any favorite kind of memories that you spent with this cast over the course of uh, making the show? And do you have any thoughts on kind of, you know, do you want to highlight anybody as far as who you think is going to going to make it big in the future or, or where you think we might see them next? You'll notice during the, the flashback there's uh, of Benson and Dave, there's a song playing from from our actor, Coy. And he's in a, yeah, he's in a, a, a band called Group Therapy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he was supposed to go like on this giant tour with his band, like right when oh, yeah. this whole thing hit. And I was like a hundred percent sure. I was like, oh man, this dude's going to blow up. This yeah. is going to be crazy. Um, I, I still think that'll happen at some point. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's so hard to, I mean, I, I I would say this about all of our cast. So we were we were lucky that we had a world class cast rounding out our main characters. You know, in Sterling K. Brown and 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 uh, Dan Stevens. But then we had you know Karen and Coy and and Sydney, and they're all such incredible performers who are really hitting their strides now. Uh, I mean, Karen is you know she's on The Boys, doing uh, Glimmer and our show, um, and when I think when we saw Karen and Sydney doing episode seven, the Mulholland episode, mm-hmm. um, where the depth of their emotion came out in a way that uh, didn't that, that that felt so real, but was also true to the to the comedic approaches that they had both taken. Like both of us, I mean, I, we we knew then that that we were looking at at, at huge future stars. And Brad's already talked about Coy. I mean, I, I can't speak any higher, more highly of, of of Coy. I I feel like we got so lucky. Like we got these huge stars, at, you know, at the right time. And and you know, hopefully, you know, once they blow up, they'll they'll still want to work with us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it feels like just like a perfect cast that you guys assembled. And I would just love to see you know another thirty, sixty, ninety episodes with them all together. But who knows? Maybe in the future. Uh, before I run out of time with the both of you, so at the end of season three, which is also the end of the series, there's a very fun, positive, uplifting kind of epilogue with a bit of a time jump to tie everything off. So what, what message did you want to get out to the fans out there with this kind of final sequence uh, to say goodbye to Kipo and company? Oh man, for for me, it was just like that wish fulfillment thing. Mm-hmm. Like it just seemed so cool when it came up to cut and see them in the future. Um, that was kind of like why I liked the idea. Like, Bill, did you have some deeper meaning or thinking? Well, I mean, I, I would only add to what you just said. And it's, it's wish fulfillment, but it's earned wish fulfillment. They worked so hard to achieve the world that they get to enjoy in that epilogue. And we wanted the audience to be able to enjoy it with them for a little bit. Um, and it wouldn't feel right if they didn't earn it, if they didn't go, you know, to the, to the depths and back to get that world. And then, Jumping forward five years, let us let, let it really progress, and we get to see. Oh, 
this is what people was working towards, and this is what Benson and Wolf saw in her and why they stuck with her on the surface. And we get to live with them for just a few minutes to an amazing Vanessa Michaels song <laughs> played out a lot longer. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was, uh, that's what, that's what I would say about it. It was, it was wishful, earned wish fulfillment. No, it was fantastic. It was a great resolution, and I'm glad that was included, and you, you guys didn't kind of leave us hanging. It was a very nice moment, uh, final moment to spend with Kipo. Speaking about final moments, my final question for you both today, unfortunately, what's up next for the both of you now that Kipo is kind of uh, coming to a close? I'm currently producing a movie and have a few things in development, so hopefully uh, we'll see some more stuff. <laughs> um. I'm, I still have a foot, a big, very large foot in the world of animation, uh, and I'm cooking things up. Uh, I'm also, I, I do work on the lot. I, I, I go back and forth between live action and, and animation, and I'm very fortunate to be uh, working on Strange uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds right now okay. with uh, uh, a group of unbelievable, incredible writers, uh, which, you know, I, I would say don't, you know, I, I'm still in animation too. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not leaving animation behind. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. I want to thank you both uh, so much again for Kipo, uh, for narwhals uh, who sing like angels and have abs, because uh, that's a thing I've never seen in a cartoon <laughs> before. So I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with the rollout, and best of luck with whatever comes next. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being such a supporter of the show, Dave. Oh, absolutely. You make it very easy.